The views and opinions expressed by the Love Party Podcast panel participants and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the Good Times of Good People Company, the host, or its sponsors. It's not getting it, getting it. Welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times of Good People Company proudly presents the Love Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Now that you've received your invitation, the best way to let us know that you're in attendance is to download the party or become official by joining us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube, iTunes Podcasts, or Google Play Podcasts. Good. Thanks for joining us. Grab a cocktail, light a cigar, or whatever you like to smoke, share us with your friends, and make yourself at home. I'm your host and moderator, Rio, and let's introduce today's panel. All right, hey out there in podcast land, I'm your host Rio, and welcome to the Law Party Podcast, episode 73, another 9-11, another disaster. From the memory of crashing planes to the constant threat of hurricanes, uh, watch what's falling down around you. Uh, but before we get into all that, let's introduce today's panel. Uh, I have got uh, Brian Massey, our personal brain Massey, is a market analyst for True Media. I've got Adrian Lewis. Uh, and I was about to say the name of your foundation, but I don't want to mess it up. What is the name of it? One more time for the people. Called Path to Vision. Path to Vision. Uh, Lane Boland, uh, one half of the Brothers Grimm, and the anonymous female, because she doesn't want you to know her name. And so that uh, brings us to the important things. So, what are we drinking? And what we are drinking today, let me get my uh, copious notes that I've taken on this drink because our bartender, Ben, uh, had to leave early. Um, we're drinking a farmhouse fizz. That is uh, one and a half ounces of, uh, of Rieger gin, a three quarters ounce lemon uh, juice, excuse me, Three quarters ounce vanilla simple syrup, uh, egg white, four drops of uh, Bitterman's orange cream citrate, uh, and one ounce of uh, Boulevard Tank Seven Farmhouse Ale. Sounds like a, a riff on the Ramos Gin Fizz. Uh, kinda, kinda, kinda. Uh, you put all that in the glass, it's nice, shake it vigorously, and you add orange zest to garnish. And that is. Uh, today's drink, the farmhouse fish. And uh, then the question is, well, if we know what you're drinking, what are you smoking? And today we are smoking the Illusion MK. Um, this is an interesting smoke. It's actually not um, very expensive. Um, and when you see this cigar, it was actually rated one of uh, Cigar Aficionado's 2016's uh, top 25 of the year. Um, but it's only about an eight or nine dollar stick, and it's only really distinguishable if you see them by it's a white wrapper with just the letters uh, MK printed on it uh, in black. And uh, it's actually quite an interesting cigar. It's uh, complete uh, Nicaraguan smoke, um, so binder, wrapper, and filler. And uh, I have to say, it's a it's a simple, 
uh, kind of straightforward um, smoke, but it does have uh, some some coffee notes, a little spice, and slightly <laughs> sweet to the palate. Um, I think that you will enjoy the Illusion MK. If you ever get a chance out there, podcast man, check that out. Uh, we're gonna have uh, one more person joining us, and that would be Jordan Bradbury. Um, he is uh, in industrial supply sales, and uh, we are gonna move forward because I think he had he he came in, he sat down, and he had to get back up. I think he's going to get a drink. Yeah, give me back. So. Um, I thought about something one day, and we always mention RIPs um, on on the show, and um, I do think that's appropriate. And today's RIP um, is no one person in particular, but we're uh, going to pray for Florida and um, with the devastation with uh, with uh, recent Hurricane Irma that just hit over the weekend down there, um, and. And of course, continuing with the Houston and Gulf area with uh, the devastation that they have in Hurricane Harvey. Um, it's been, uh, and it's just the beginning of hurricane season. It's been a hell of a season already. Um, but I decided, instead of uh, celebrating only the people who are who have left us, let's say happy birthday to a few people because this is the Loft Party podcast. So. Let's get let's keep the party going, and say happy birthdays to a couple of people. A couple of celebrities that I figured out today was their birthday. Um, uh, one of my favorite actresses, uh, Taraji P Henson, uh, is her birthday today. Um, Luda, uh, Ludacris, uh, Chris Ludacris Bridges, uh, his birthday is today. Uh, for those of you who like the crooners out there, uh, Harry Connick Jr. Uh, personally, uh, my own daughter out there, uh, you know who you are if you are listening at all. Um, and happy birthday to you, uh, which I've already told you today, but I'm going to tell you on the podcast because I love you. And uh, for, my, uh, for my brother in Seattle listening, because I know you don't know, but I know that you would care, uh, uh, reggae artist Elephant Man. It's his birthday today, too, because uh, my brother only listens to music if uh, you can't understand what language is being scraped. So, (laughs) with all that being said, we'll be right back. Hey, you can search for the Loft Party Podcast on iTunes Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and on our Good Times with Good People YouTube channel. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook tweet us on Twitter, and if you'd like the content we provide, donate to us on Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Loft Party Podcast. You can find all of our links below, and now back to our regularly scheduled program. So, and we are back, and before we get too deep, let's play a quick party game. Uh, So, today's party game, uh, actually... Uh, was is brought to you by the anonymous female. She uh, asked me this question, um, and uh, I thought that would be a good uh, question to ask. Uh, and the question is, what is the best guitar solo you've ever heard? Live? 
Uh, on on records. Gotcha. But uh, was it a live performance of a record? Yes. Um, okay, <laughs> so we we will start with Adrian now. Fantastic. Ah. Yeah. Mm. What record was he doing? Uh, what was the name of it? That was the one he did the mix when he had CeeLo, he had... Uh, oh, for that, uh, that, I know what album you're talking about, but I can't call it that. Yeah, that it came album. out years ago. Yeah, it was the one with Maria Maria and all that. Yeah, other. he yeah. actually did a, a, a live one after he released it, and it was pretty dope. Mm. Really dope. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it's Santana. He definitely ranks up there. Mm. Uh, I know we had mentioned this question because uh, we had dinner with Brain Mass and uh, and uh, Doctor Mass uh, uh, the other That's day. That's funny. Yeah. And uh, and uh, so you've had that. you've had a chance to think about your answer. Yeah. Go for it. I think. But on, he came up with one almost immediately. Yeah. So. On the spot, I said uh, there was a guitar solo in Blinded by the Light that. I've always been in love with just an awesome. The song kind of slows down and it just getting just goes for a bit. Um, <clears throat> but after having some time to think about it, I would actually go with a bass guitar solo from uh, Victor Wooten, who plays this uh, plays Amazing Grace, and he starts he he uses harmonics huh. on his bass guitar and he does it live, uh, and it's it's phenomenal. It's really really good. All right. All right. Right? Can't say I know music well enough to have a valid opinion. I know, I know you listen to the blues. Sure. I know you got a blues record together, <laughs> got a riff in there that you like. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to. BB uh, King's. Uh, it's, it's, is it Magnolia Seed or? Um, it's something seeds. It might be. From like seventy-two, but, but I'll take BB King as a as a general answer. BB <laughs> King's an incredible guitar player. I'll take BB King as a general answer. That that'll that'll be fine. What, what do you think, Joy? Indianola seeds. That's what. Ah, yes. Um, I'm kind of torn between and uh, forgive me if this is wrong. I think it may be. Watchtower, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Watchtower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what he sets the guitar on? I said somebody. <laughs> I said somebody was gonna. Yeah, say yeah. Somebody's got to say Hendrix. I mean, you got to. So I, I, I've got like a little twist in there too. So Jimi Hendrix, Watchtower, along the Watchtower, <clears> and um, Life Jennings, Stick Up Kid. <clears throat> he did like an acapella with like an acoustic, and it was just like his heart felt. You know what? I forget. That life plays guitar. I actually forgot mm -hmm. that he plays guitar. Uh, they know. Heard from him in a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like that spoke to me for some reason. Because actually the first time I heard life was on he was on like Showtime and Apollo trying not to get booed and uh and uh and he was and he was playing guitar and I was like I had forgotten all about that. Mm -hmm. You know female? Um, mine is, well, when I asked you this, it was probably, um, I mean, what came to my, well, I asked this while we were listening to Purple Rain, for one, but, um, mine's probably Slash and Sweet Child of Mine. 
mm. that I think of the most when I think of great guitar solos. Mm. But you know how I feel about Hendrix, so. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm still sticking with Prince. I'm sticking with Prince. He may not be the, the greatest guitarist ever, but just some of the, uh, but as a matter of fact, that album, that Purple Rain album, like uh, some of the some of the most just memorable solos uh, in the in the guitar world. Just that that uh, that album was pretty amazing. You still got Rakem up there though, just because he may not be known just for playing the guitar. He's, oh, but yeah, he's, he's just, incredible he's guitar player. Yeah, he's just incredible. Yeah, all over the board, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, first of all, he can't play everything. <laughs> like, like I think he just hires bands because he can't play it all by himself right. on stage. Because <laughs> he can he can replay everything. You guys got what like five two coming out and uh, just ripping it. Yeah, with some heels on. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Maybe or maybe not with ass in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> some chaps on. But definitely with heels. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right. Hey, out there in podcast land. We would not be doing our duty if we didn't acknowledge the sponsors of the Law Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Jazz Club, and the Majestic's Pendergast Club. The Majestic carries on Kansas City's tradition of great food and jazz. Let them show you why they are the classic Kansas City Steakhouse experience. 931 Broadway, just three blocks from the Kansas City Convention Center. Jay Rieger and Company, a Kansas City distillery. Whether whiskey, gin, or vodka, neat or on the rocks, Jay Rieger, Kansas City, sipping good since 1887. C&P Construction, Kansas City's premier wood framers. 50 years of quality framing and craftsmanship. Just email david.cnpservice at gmail.com and start building something new today. And our friend and frequent guest, Lane Boland. Thank you all for all that you do. Time to rejoin the conversation. All right, and we are back. Uh, okay, here we go. Party politics. So, uh, we're just gonna jump right on in there. Uh, let's talk about DACA. So, Okay, so does anybody else at the table know what the acronym actually stands for? Oh, I knew it this morning. Because <laughs> <laughs> they said it on the news. Um, Do you want me to look it up? Uh, yes, actually. While we're while we're talking about it, when you have it. Okay. Anyway, so basically, Obama's administration um, set this up. Um, as uh, a safeguard for yeah? deferred action for childhood arrivals. Okay, so um, let's say so it's uh, like what kids up to age seven that show up here. It just says in a, is an American. Oh, you know. Well, no, no, no. no. I mean, because a lot American, of them are a lot of them are millennials at this point. Yeah. But you know, it, but they were brought here. Right. As children. Before right. school age. You know? right, yeah. right, right, right. Is an American immigration policy established right. by blah, blah, blah. Um, 
as of 2017, approximately 800,000 individuals are dreamers. So, in I'm now, trying to see when, like, age range. No. So, the biggest problem is the problem, the promise uh, under the Obama administration was register for DACA and we won't turn those names over to ICE and that gives you a path to toward citizenship. eventual citizenship. Right. And what Trump has done is basically said, um, I'm just, because that was an executive order, I'm just revoking that order and I'm gonna turn it over to Congress and make Congress do something in the next six months or anything that's not already in the pipeline um, is, is null and void and we'll start deporting people. And, and so... He did rescind that threat though. Uh, he did he? Did Somewhat. Rescind? He said, I'm giving them six months. Yeah. And then he said, and if they, then he said, and if they don't come up with something on another day, then we'll, we'll look at it I again. Think, we're, we'll work at it. We'll look at it case by case. I think this is a gambit. I think it's a ploy. I don't think he's, I mean, he's dumb, but I don't think he's. Well, and it. I don't think he's that dumb. Right. And and what I think he's doing is he's, he's, he's putting pressure on uh, both his rebellious Republicans as well as the Democrats because what he really wants done in the next six months is tax reform. Mm -hmm. And so and so think about it. He, he, he did a six-month extension on DACA. So this is going to be like the, uh, the sword of Damocles hanging oh, yeah. over Congress's head, like, hey, all right, you can give me what I want, and um, I'll let you have what you want. Right, right, which is, which is crazy because, you know, everybody, a, co a couple points down, but it kind of ties right yeah. in, is, you know, when he, uh, when he went in and did the meeting and, uh, and gave the Democrats what they wanted for uh, keeping the government open for the next few months. Right. Um, all of this is part of this, this, the sword that he's hanging over Congress's head. He's like, all right, I've given you th a three-month pass on this yeah. and a six-month pass on this, but, but by the time that's all over, right. you better fix something. Like, he has to get this yeah. tax thing done, uh, otherwise he'll be a one-term president. Oh, yeah, and, and, and well, and I think, he, I think he's, I think, this is me so personally. This says anybody that's a dreamer is... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish. They had to arrive here before the age of 16. Oh, okay. And lived here continuously... Before turning 16. And lived here continuously since June of 2007. Got it. Yeah, so, so like I say, some of these of people are in the military. A lot of these well, people are... Right, yeah, and it says most of them are currently in the age range from 15 to 36. <clears throat> Could you imagine you were here, you got here like 15 years old, you've never lived anywhere else or younger, since, that since that age, right. you're in your 30s, right. and now somebody's talking about deporting you yeah. Yeah, to a country you really don't even know a goddamn thing about, like that's, you don't uh, speak the language. man, that's scary, I'm, so for real. So you know that this actually, what the, they call, do you know why they're called dreamers? I'm reading this, I didn't know it. There was a, baby was taken. <laughs> they introduced a bipartisan act in 2001 mm. that was uh, development relief and education for alien minors. Dream. 
Ah, act. That's the Dream Act. It was um, introduced by, uh, I can't, now I lost it, who introduced it, but people you know, I mean, like names you know, but they keep um, denying it. So Obama made it into a, executive. an executive order because they wouldn't pass it. But they, once again, they tie his name to something and then it becomes like, you know, kryptonite for everybody or whatever. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. Can't tell I'm annoyed at that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so with, you know, with Trump holding, you know, holding this over the heads of, of Congress, you know, I, I'm curious knowing how slowly Congress really moves. Orrin you know? um, Hatch. I mean, you know what? I was going to say Orrin Hatch, but I, I wasn't sure if I was right. Orrin anyway. Hatch and Dick Durbin. Um, now, now, here's what's amazing. Orrin Hatch yeah. introduced the Dream Act. Right. Orrin Hatch, he's like one of the worst in Congress. Uh, Makes George W. look like a liberal. Oh, man. Like, I'm like, <laughs> and... And that guy introduced Dream Act. So you know how how horrible it must seem for them to be rescinding it if somebody as kind of despicable as Orrin Hatch has been over the years uh, was the one who said, you know what? We should do something and try to get these people to be, be citizens. <laughs> like, that's amazing to me. Uh, sure. It, But, you know, I... I was liking Congress to um, to like a cruise ship. You know, everybody wants <laughs> everybody wants Congress to be you know like a like a uh, like a cigarette boat. They want it to be fast and nimble, and but it's really the Titanic. Like you can't steer it fast. You can't turn nimbly. You can't like it, it's 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 super huge. It, it, and and as fast as it goes, it's just it's it's just that big, so you can't turn a, a corner on a dime. Uh, do we even think they can pull something off in six months? And there aren't enough lifeboats. Yeah, and there never are enough lifeboats. <laughs> Considering Congress don't even write their Leonardo legislation. Leonardo is going to freeze in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to hold so you think this is leverage to get the tax bill? Uh -huh. I mean, out of everything he's proposed, <laughs> the only thing that has any actual weight. weight that could possibly get done is a tax bill. Nobody's gonna build this wall. No way. Yeah, you know what? Mexico's not paying for it. We're not paying for it. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. In defense of the wall, <laughs> China. Wait, for, wait, China. wait, wait. Let me say this real quick. Light is bullshit because he is not defending this wall. China has had a wall for like 1,500 years. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you not a single Mexican has jumped that wall. <laughs> I can guarantee that too. Yeah, I think I think I can go with you on that. I'll say American too. <laughs> I'm not going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say. I want no. Trump to do, I want him to go up there and say that. That would <laughs> I wonder if there would be crickets or the, the followers would be stupid enough to be like, yeah! See? No doubt. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 See? They can do it! You know, like, like, Don't get 
you know there, you know there, you know there are no Mexicans over there, right? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Go. Yeah, it's quite all right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I guess that's been my thing. Like, is it even possible for them to get anything done? Uh, I do think that they won't. That they won't. The one thing that a lot of the Republican Party will do that Trump, I think, won't do is he won't allow the government to shut down. But anything else that he throws uh, over their heads, I just don't see them actually getting it done. Right. I guess I look at, at DACA as more of a ploy for, for voting. And if he was able to get all the 800,000 out, if the 800,000 start having kids, obviously their children are citizens. We don't know how deep that goes. Now they're actually citizens of the, of the U.S. Well, well, and that's the thing that makes the DACA so... Uh, so tangled it's you know that age range is huge so a lot of these people have families at this point you know i think and uh and kids that were born here look at this way daca is enabling people who have absolutely no way of paying taxes to become tax-paying citizens right well and so do you know how much money yeah. we pull out of the rolls if we get rid of eight hundred thousand? You know? I, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm sure you know. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Trump didn't, and somebody probably well, let no, him know. No, no. Imagine this. So the Republicans are going to hop up and down during this tax legislation process. We need lower tax rates. We need lower tax rates, right? And Democrats are say, hey, how the hell are we going to balance the budget? Because we have this thing called the Affordable Care Act, which <coughs> morons had absolutely no way of repealing now. Right. Uh, and then they're going to be like, oh, wait, we do need these illegals. We do. Absolutely. So, so this is Trump's way of kind of ensuring that. I, you know, I, I hate the guy, but this is. <laughs> I think you might have. You might be on to something. I'm lost. I'm, I got lost there. Okay. okay. So. Okay. Kind of give me the the. Okay. Uh, with 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 this kind of legislative making, these both Republicans and the Democrats are gonna have to go back to their constituencies gotcha. and be like, "Hey, I, I fought the fight mm -hmm. and I won." Blank concession, God, right? They they can't come back and be like, oh, I bent over for Trump, you know, right, reelect right. me. <laughs> yeah, they have to say I won something for so, you. So so Trump is giving the the Democrats an out, right? To to go along with lowering the, uh, 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 well, I mean to play along to, with the Republican tax agenda, so that they can go back and say, hey, we saved Obamacare and we saved DACA, and oh by the way, we found a way to balance the budget so the man isn't going to win entirely here so but he gets the taxes lower yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that 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 i could see that scenario seems plausible to me yeah. you know um, i think like so it's a pretty brilliant move but i mean i don't think he's that smart but anyway, i don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, well, well, I don't think he came up with that way i don't think he came up with it because he's not smart it's kind of like doug flutie's Blind, blind mice buying cheese every once in a while. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So DACA, mm -hmm. healthcare reform, and taxes. Taxes are all like pawns. Well, not the taxes, but the DACA and healthcare reform are pawns to get the tax. Right. Get the tax to get the tax reform done. Wow. Yeah, when's the prior? Yeah, that that actually that's probably the most plausible thought I've I've heard because because. Uh, 
Him just all of a sudden saying, you know, uh, I, I'm in Dendaka, that didn't make any sense alone. Came out of nowhere. Yeah, that didn't make any sense alone. So he must know he's on to something. Because yeah, well, he always makes sense? It, well, he never makes sense. Okay. But, but I think... <laughs> kind of like Bill Clinton getting the blowjob in the office right after ending welfare. He had to divert the nation's attention. <laughs> 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 to well. Blame. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm mad at Bubba. Hey, it's standards. It works. <laughs> You're the president of the United States. Standards. <laughs> you don't just peek your head out the door. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you, come here. With the beret. Yeah, you. Yeah, just, okay. just like Kennedy, call up your boy Hugh Hefner and be like, yo. <laughs> I'm, learning, I'm learning a lot of shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Like what, what episode is this? I'm gonna go back and listen yeah, to it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, episode so, seventy-three. Yeah. So with, uh, and I think you're right. I think with, with him kind of dangling, uh, dangling DACA. He knows healthcare is dead in the water. He knows the walls dead in the water. Like basically, the only campaign promise at this point. He could pull off his taxes, um, which is always hilarious to me that um, his base in general, um, you know, what Trump reminds me of uh, is is and, and and he is a New Yorker, so uh, he he reminds me of the dude on New York Street Corner playing the shell game. <laughs> Uh, you know, yes. it's you know, just you know, find the lady, you know, and and you're you're watching intently, and you can never find a goddamn lady because he's he's figured out how to how to you know how to trick you. He's figured out how to you know cup cup the ball. He's figured out how to do a thousand things so that you never find what what it is you, that you think you know exactly where it is, and uh, and. And his constituents seem like those those people who are coming in to New York City from another state. They go, oh, they playing three car money on the street. Ooh, I'm gonna give it a try. And like, oh, you sucker, <laughs> because you know they're about to get taken, and they have no idea that they're about to get taken. But like, this is what this dude takes people for a living. You know, you you know you work a you know you work a factory job in Ohio somewhere. Like this is your one trip to New York City, yeah. and uh, you're about to get taken for fifty bucks on the street corner. And like, and and he reminds me of that of that guy. He reminds me of like I know how to take take people who you know have no idea right. that they're even being taken. And uh, because 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 tax reform is not going to do anything helpful for his base of voters, and uh, that's I think that's the thing that's made me kind of angry about Trump in in general. Every single campaign promise, and they're yeah, I'm like, but that's gonna fuck you. Yeah. I'm like every one of them. I'm like, how is that help? That's not helping you at all. Twenty episodes back, we had this conversation. The greatest trick Republicans ever pulled off was changing political discourse from uh, an argument about money to an argument about culture in order to get an entire class of people to vote against their best interests. Yes, 
we actually did. You know, it was about my parents do it every year, and I just it doesn't matter what I say to them. Yeah. No, no, I'm and this just, is like beat my head. And also wall. too, he has beaten the, uh, the the moneyed class into submission. A lot of people don't know is he also let it leak that uh, the ten thirty one exchange loophole. Which I'll explain what that is in a second. But the capital gains thing? Uh huh. Uh, well, with real estate, he said that's going to be on the chopping block in order to pay for, uh, you know, taxes and uh, you know uh, the Affordable Care Act. Mm -hmm. And so he'll never do that because he'll kill his real estate business. Mm -hmm. But he let that leak to scare the living shit of these people, and then he's going to point to DACA, in other words, the immigration reform, as hey, this is how we're able to keep your fucking loophole. So exactly. shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah, I got lost there again. I, I know a little bit about the, the, sure. the capital gains thing. So sure. you sell house A here, you make a profit, you move it over. Well, it's not just houses, it's any kind of real property. Could be a jet, could be a car, uh, could be a piece that. of equipment. Yeah, right, right. But right. you're allowed, so when you make that sale, you're if you elect to do a 1031 exchange, which you have to make that election, within 45 days you have to, to make that election. You have a total of 90 days to consummate the transaction. Mm -hmm. But you have 45 days to identify a like-kind piece of property. In other words, jet to jet, tractor to tractor, real estate to real estate. Right. So you don't have to pay the the capital gains tax or the recapture of depreciation because you know when you own an asset, you can depreciate it. Right. Well, when you when you sell it, you got to pay the IRS. So uh, the cool thing about the 1031 is you can tie your money up in an income-producing property. And never pay the government, and then when you die, your heirs inherit your trust, your 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 stuff, stepped up to market value. So the IRS never gets paid. It's it's glorious. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's a uh, if you, if you look at the for, uh, Fortune 500 list, and you take out everybody who inherited their money, three quarters of those people made their money in real estate. Using that 1031 exchange to build the way up. Lane, um, do do they do? do I don't think a, I don't think they actually know like what you do yeah, or did is, for a living. I just make money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you still do? Are you still a financial advisor? Yeah. No, or? no, no. I, I manage a family office, which is okay. a really fancy way of saying a, a private okay. wealth management company. Right. So and previously trust. he was a financial advisor. Right. And he's and now I'm he a also has author. a he also has a what law degree? Yeah. And I'm working on my uh, master's in finance from Harvard. <laughs> and he that. has three purple hearts. Yeah. Oh shit. I'm not running for Congress ever. <laughs> well, I've got some questions for you off right here. I'd rather make money. Lane <laughs> likes to talk about money and how to like. Fuck the system. Yes. <laughs> All day long. <laughs> Lane, is, Lane is my Democratic Manafort. When I run, he's, he's got, look, look right over this shoulder, he'll be way in the back going, mm, these suckers, they don't know what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so so when, you, when you look at the timing, uh, three months ago, he, 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 he told the real estate and I'm sorry, the the called the wealthy class. Hey, the 1031's in play, and then he comes out and says, "Well, I'm going to go ahead and rescind DACA." And then he turns around and says, "Wait a minute, I'm going to give you a six month extension." And now he's turning the heat up on the tax bill. It all makes perfect sense. Yeah. He's forcing his two greatest opponents, the 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 limousine liberals and limousine Republicans, 
as well as, yeah, yeah. anyway, he, he's forcing anybody who's in opposition to him to play ball on this one issue so that their one pet project survives. Yes. Damn. Yeah, I say it's... I'm a little lost on how the 1031 ties into it. Okay, so, so uh, what will end up happening, I mean, this is all conjecture. It's all, it's all chessboard yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. It's not, it's not that they tie directly. It's, you're so uh, tied to this issue right. that if I can concede on this, you'll have to right. concede on yeah. that. That's really what it is. You don't have to know anything about the 1031. Like you so called, you so emotionally attached to the DACA situation. But understand that it, what what Trump's going to tell these 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 wealthy guys, like, listen, if we don't allow this path to citizenship, I'm going to have to take away the 1031 because the 1031 is costing us hundreds of billions of dollars a year, and we got to pay for the Affordable Care Act or none of us eat. So, <laughs> so in other words, you give me immigration. And I'll let you keep your tax loophole. Since everyone's making a ton of money on it, they're like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Oh, they're, they're and yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, at the end of the day, they're never going to let no, me. No, you're like, oh, you mean my wallet? <laughs> right, right, saying, right. Like, actually, yeah, let's do something. Yeah, different. right. Yeah, the only one that's going to get screwed in all of this is going to be the middle class. <laughs> at the end of the day. Because, yeah, what the middle class at first is going to look at this and be oh, great, my tax bill went down. Yeah, nominally. I mean, but you know, okay, cool. So we shave it, you know, you know, three, four, five percent off your your tax rate. But the the guys who should be paying their fair share don't have any earned income anyway. It's all in real estate and stocks. Right? <laughs> I hear guys like Robert Kiyosaki and those yeah. guys talk about they don't pay taxes and the yeah. passive income. You have investment property. Yeah. Yeah. How does that happen? If I if I lease my condo off right. and, and, and uh, the tenant pays me, right? Will I have to report that income? So, so check this out. Uh, for example, in my latest project, uh, I, I I'm sorry, my latest complete project, I bought this 180 unit uh, apartment complex in Tulsa, right? And between the mortgage interest deduction. Right, and the depreciation of the, of the property, mm -hmm. it's going to be uh, tax-free income for the next seven years. And then right around that time where I'm gonna have to start paying taxes on that tenant income, mm -hmm. I'm gonna sell the property and 1031 it into a new one. So, so private companies can do this with manufacturing facilities, yep, equipment. Exactly. And they do, that's the game. Ah. Yeah. Wow. So the tenant income yeah. is one second, real. Thank you for putting this on. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. I didn't mean I'm to turn this into a No, no. no. Um, so this is the stuff they don't teach you at IG. Yeah, this is they don't teach this shit. They don't teach this in college. Like they don't teach you this. This is the real shit. Yeah. Um. So okay. So yeah. The tenant income is not taxable. Well, no, no. Tenant income is taxable. It's just offset by the deduction from the mortgage interest and the deduction from the depreciation. Yeah, so between the two... In fact, it, that, that property I was talking about right now mm -hmm. is a 5% tax credit, meaning at the end of the day, I still have 5% of my tax credit unused that I can roll over into the next year. So what you do is then, if, when you sell it, you have 45 days to go buy a new property. Oh, I'll already have a project identified. Like, right. It'll be like 10 so like, but then, but then you'll <laughs> So you'll have it set, and then that's where you actually, I mean, you'll actually make money. Sure. It's it's still tied into the next property. Right, right, right. Okay. But the the juice from that property comes to me tax free. So where did that bump happen? 
What bump? Right. So you you so you sell the property right. and you're putting it into the next one. Right. So right. You said that you sell it at a market value, which has gone up. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I mean, yeah. So the pro this property, I'm, I'll, <coughs> I'll make money on the loan amortization. In other words, people paying my mortgage. The the property value is going up, hopefully, uh, and uh, as well as the income, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but that income is going to be tax free anyway. So what I'm getting at is that 1031 is going to prevent me from having to pay the IRS the dep depreciation recapture, mm -hmm. right? As well as the difference between my cost basis, which is which was lowered, right? Yep. And and the the higher market value. So all that huge chunk of, of money rolls into the next property. And kind of and start over. Start over. Mm -hmm. Clock starts ticking again. Bing. Which is why which is why these rich people are like, you know what, Trump, you can have immigration. They don't want cuts. Do cuts not that, take away I my mean, I mean, if you think, <laughs> if you think about it, like I said, most of these people, um, it's either stocks or mm -hmm. real estate. Right. And so when they, uh, you know, when you're going to roll properties or roll stock uh, options or whatever over to, uh, to like your kids, mm -hmm. you know, that's the reason that they wind up rolling into it and never having to pay taxes on it right. because it's and I bet you that tax cut they'll give us yeah. will be equal to the tax receipts we gain from all these new citizens right so it's a zero-sum game at that it point is. It you, is. Gotta, you gotta keep it equal or close to yeah which is why another reason why people get into the to the flip game because you, you get in get it get get the value up as high as you can get it flip it Buy something else real quick, and and yeah. you keep stacking, and you keep stacking. Yeah. Like that's really why people get the flip guy. And not pay taxes the whole way. And right, and not pay taxes the whole way up. Well, what about your profit? <laughs> oh, that's in the ten thirty. That's protected. That's protected by ten thirty one. Because you put it in the new property. Well, how would you pull it out of the new property, like a HELOC or something? No, no, you, when you sell it. Yeah, right. When you sell it, they, yeah, right. You're gonna get a check cut to you when you sell it. Right. But that's not taxable because that's protected by the ten thirty one. But you still get to keep the money. It's like a four hundred one k for real estate. <laughs> 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 and, you're, and, you're making, and you're making money all along the way, like if you had tenants or something. But the money you're making, right, is is offset in taxes because it's actually costing you on paper. It's costing you on more paper. on paper. It's costing you more to like upgrade it, keep that thing going, and then so therefore you're not paying taxes, right? Yeah. You spend forty thousand dollars working on it, you made forty thousand dollars from it. And then when you sell, you move that to the next property and do the same thing, keep going. Yeah. So that so that's why I think Trump is using the ten thirty one gambit to make sure the Republicans play ball on the immigration. And he's using immigration as a gambit to make sure the Democrats play ball on tax reform. Yeah. Insidious. Three card. <laughs> three, see? Three card. I told you. He's he's three he's three <laughs> card hustling. He's three card money hustling. This is just on a much larger scale. Okay, so um, actually, we wind up talking about DACA. We wind up talking about Trump siding with the Dems, which was on my list to talk about today. Um, and and uh, and I'm and I will admittedly say I don't know as much about this particular thing as um, I would like to, but I did want to talk a little bit about the Equifax uh, hack and uh, and what that could possibly mean 
to regular folks. Um, I don't know, to tell you the truth, um, if it's gonna wind up me. Well, I don't think it's gonna mean anything for me. I mean, if they get my, uh, if they get my, uh, my, my social security information or, or tax information, they're just gonna be practicing. <laughs> but, uh, but I think that's a generally scary proposition that, uh, you know, you know, what did they say it was? Like 20 million? It's or, over half of the U.S. population like was exposed. You know, but they said if you have a credit report, there's a good chance that you're one of the 143 million Americans. That's, that's, that's It that's also scary. affected UK and Canada. Mm, okay. But yeah, because they said it lasted from mid-May through July. Mm. And the hackers access people's names, social security numbers, birthdays, addresses, and in some instances, mm. driver's license numbers. Wow. They also stole credit card numbers of about 209,000 people and dispute documents with personal identification number for about 182,000 people. Oh, that is crazy. That's like half of adults, right? Yeah. 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 Well, you can't, you, you don't have a credit report until you're 18. I know, so. I'm just saying, I mean, if they're. They wanted to make it sound better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like half of American adults, they got your info. <laughs> that's that's scary, man. I mean, that's... Wouldn't that tie in? You you were asking about Bitcoin mm -hmm. and it's untraceable and all that kind of stuff. Doesn't that push so the financial you... world to try to find something that's a little less traceable? I mean, because we all have social security numbers, date of birth, all that good stuff. Well, technically, your social security number isn't supposed to be used for a personal identification the way that it is. It was never meant to be used that way. That's so true. maybe well, yeah, they, they, they do, right. but, but it wasn't, it wasn't to supposed to be. There's a law against that. It's written in the Social Security from when they actually started giving people numbers that it was just supposed to be for you to get Social Security right. when you retired. Uh, yeah. It wasn't meant to be your identification number. Right. Which is why there's like no security around it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but if you go out to the um, Federal Trade Commission, there's things that like they're giving, you know, you can go out and enroll in... Uh, like a year's worth of free monitoring and now I don't know if you want to do it on Equifax's site that's probably <laughs> you know who knows but there's things there's things that they said you can try to do if you want to you know you can go out and put in your information and see if you were actually affected I it's heard like your last name and the last six digits of your social security number so I heard that if you go in to check like they gave these tools to go check if you were one of them but the only way that they give you the results is if you agree to not arbitration. Sue them. Yeah, they want like, you to. That's gotta be illegal, they, right? No, it's not. It's not illegal, it's, but no. it's it, it sounds pretty unethical. <laughs> it's <laughs> not though. I mean, companies. I hate to say that, but companies not do that. Life. Yeah, companies <laughs> do that all the time. So yeah, before you sign up for something, definitely read the small print. DST like, did that. Yeah. They're like, we'll tell you if your information was breached only if you promised not to sue us if it was. Yeah. So was that? Like They've already got hit with twenty-three class action lawsuits. Excellent. Yeah. I was I was hoping there was some people on some. Uh, 
on some Fight Club shit. <laughs> was trying to, was trying to take it down. That's what I was over. I was, <laughs> I was reading that before this, they were trying to pat, like heavily pass a law that like um, about something like you know not not having to monitor it or you know you get you know get in trouble for it or whatever, and then they got hacked. Mm. Mm. Like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and their stock closed at negative eight point something today. Good. It went from a hundred and something to negative eight point something. So is this why like the local use like the guns number and tax IDs and stuff like that to kind of hitch? Well, it's because they, they put all their, their assets in LLC and trusts that aren't tied to a social security number. Right. right. So is that the way to go then? I just just cost the lawyer seed and make happen. You should so, move all your stuff to an your LLC. Sounds like we need to uh, take take a couple hundred dollars and buy some Equifax stock. Because <laughs> when they roll, because you you know me, when there's blood in the streets, it's time to buy. It's buying real estate. Yeah. <laughs> buy low, sell high. Buy low, sell high. I'm like, because because it because they will fix the problem. It will come back up. And if they're at negative eight, <laughs> we can come up <laughs> when when it come, <laughs> when it comes back up. Hey, on that, I recently LLC'd. Actually, I got my uh, all my paperwork. I still got some of it today, mm -hmm. so I recently did that. Brain, it's not brain that mass it's LLC. Not that, yeah. Hey! I, I say I'll only take one percent for giving you brain mass as a name. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Did it in Kansas. Nice. Awesome. So that's the way to do it. So it's just no, there's a perk for Kansas. No. <laughs> why is it? Why do a lot of like? Do you know why a lot of companies um, have their corporations out of like Delaware and places yeah. like that? Because Delaware and Nevada uh, make it. Uh, uh, let's just say that there are better odds of, of Christ returning than you being able to, what they say, pen penetrate the veil. In other words, the uh, an LLC will will shield uh, your. You know, you from liability of, of the company as an owner, right? So in those two states, it is next to impossible to get through that LLC to go after somebody personally. Because really that's important. where the that's where our company is yeah. incorporated through. I do have, I do have to mention that there is a perk in Kansas that if you sell non tangible asset, then they, there's no sales tax. Nice. Okay. So if I go through, if I do consulting, that's non tangible. No sales tax. Oh shit! Great. If I build anything online at all, no sales tax. Love it. Yeah. That was a good perk for you. Yeah. Software. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Why do they consider that non-tangible? Like it's, it's not physical. Downloading the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't touch it. You're not buying it. <laughs> so I mean, that's like a, yeah. yeah. All right. So you learn all kinds of stuff there. You do it. <laughs> You picked a good one. You picked a good one to sit in on. I really did. Yeah. You're like, damn, it is loopholes on top of the loopholes. Really this is stuff I want to say, but I want to talk to playing off record and rain mask because oh. I, I got some questions. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. We, we we generally keep talking after the show. So. Um, let's talk about nine eleven. So yes, <laughs> let's move let's move forward since today, uh, the day we're actually recording. This podcast, I know that you guys don't hear this until uh, Fridays, but uh, we're recording on we record on Mondays, and of course, today's Monday is 9/11, and that brought um, a couple of questions to mind, and one was um, 
have we grown as a nation or are we suffering the fate of the arrogant? It's interesting to me that a ton of the things that were happening in this in this country on 9-11 and some of the reasons that we were attacked in the first place um, haven't changed, you know, and and our and our uh, view and standing in the world in some ways has diminished yeah. since 9-11 and uh, and that, you know, that that's concerning because... Not only that, I mean, so, yeah, we're no safer and, and we're certainly not nearly as respected. And on top of that, our, our freedoms have been reduced by things like the Patriot Act, the militarization of the police force. Uh, I think we're in a lot worse shape. Yeah, yeah, and that... It, it, were, you, were you serving at the... Were you old enough? I to? was a freshman at West Point that happened. In fact, I was taking an illegal nap. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Like our, like our That's hilarious. Parents, an illegal nap. That's hilarious. Our parents, now, didn't, didn't that like negatively affect you at one point for taking a nap somewhere where you should have been taking a nap? Oh, like tons out, of times. Out, out, out the field or yeah, 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 when I fell asleep and uh, I, I used to... Bad things happen when you take naps. Yeah, lame. I don't know. All I know is like some upperclassmen came bursting in my room and damn near killed me from a heart attack. And he's like, we're at war. And I'm like, oh God, they're gonna hurry up. They're gonna speed up graduation. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Little did you know what you meant by that. Damn it. <laughs> oh no, we're at war. Oh, oh shit. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about it. Like our parents' generation, like they knew where they were at when Kennedy was assassinated or something like that. Like I can vividly remember what I was doing when 9/11 oh, yeah. happened. I was curled up and concealed in my wardrobe. Like you know, it opened up and I crawled in, closed. You know, because freshmen are allowed to take. You're not supposed to be sleeping between like five in the morning and midnight. I was like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I need well, nap. I'm going to. <laughs> I need a nap, goddammit. So. Like, I, did you not learn how to sleep with your eyes open? No. <laughs> what he sounds like, and I still don't. <laughs> That's a creepy so thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I like, was, uh. How do we get back to that? I mean, like. Yeah, that's, that, and that was my, that was my other question. Like, how do we get back to a place of better standing in the on the world stage? How do we... I think that requires a change in government. Yeah, well, attitude does reflect leadership. And uh, uh, we know who leadership is right now. And, uh, yeah. He's definitely not respected. No. You know, as a matter of fact, I was, I was looking at this interview. Um, anybody out there in podcast land who knows... Uh, hip-hop artist, most deaf. Um, probably one of the most talented cats in the business, but um, he's kind of always pushed to be very, very independent and avant-garde with, with how he does his music and, and the acting roles that he takes. And, but for whatever reason, uh, Hot 97 in New York um, 
caught him on a day and they were interviewing him and they were really just interviewing him about kind of his world travels because that's really what he's been doing most of of late and because uh, he had a, an issue in I want to say in South Africa where they he's got a he's got what they call a world passport mm -hmm. and they weren't uh, honoring it. yeah they weren't honoring it so they weren't allowing him to leave <laughs> so so he was stuck there for like two or three months and uh, in South Africa mm -hmm. he said he had a great time and he got a lot of work done met some great people but they just they weren't letting him leave the country until legally that got hashed out but um, yeah, it, it sounded like shutdown. <laughs> but, you know, him, one of the questions that I remember them asking him was, you know, because of the amount of travel that you do and, and people that you know across the, across the world, what, what are other countries thinking of, of America right now? And, and of, in particular of uh, our president right now. And he's like, well, Everybody that I know, no matter what country they're from, they're all basically saying the same thing. Like, like what the fuck happened? Like, what, what, is, what is wrong with Like, how does this clown show start? Because, you know, like, I don't think anybody globally <laughs> can believe it. <laughs> uh, like, we can't believe it. But uh, most countries really do look at the United States as kind of the, you know, the the castle on the hill and as setting kind of a global example and how did we allow Donald Trump to get into the White House? It just, yeah, yeah I, uh, I, uh, I, I remember watching that interview and because we ran Hillary Clinton instead of Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre for president. <laughs> I never thought about that. He can't be a president. Dr. Dre. Um, he does have a criminal record here. Yeah, okay, fine. Jimmy okay. Ivey. Okay. Jimmy Ivey for president. Actually, actually, work. See, okay. All right. So, you got to wear your beat. So, first of all, he can be his personal, he can be an advisor to the president. So, okay. So, first of all, let me say uh, uh, this is uh, this is Lane's way of trolling trolling me into a conversation <laughs> that I was going to have on a, on, a, on a later on a later podcast because uh, we are both uh, really big fans of uh, HBO just did a mini series called The Defiant Ones uh, about uh, Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine and uh, one it was an, an incredible four hour kind of a documentary on their career histories um, but uh, given uh, given that that suggestion, uh, Jimmy Iovine for president, um, Eminem said in the in the doc that uh, that uh, Dr. Dre is the innovator, Jimmy Iovine is the levitator. And you're like you're like he can just will shit to happen because for whatever reason he can see the future very clearly you know, when it comes to music artists. Like he knows he knows that he knows talent when he sees it. And um if anybody remembers the 
late 90s, early 2000s um, of Interscope Records. Um, Jimmy couldn't miss. He couldn't miss to save his life. I mean, so we're talking uh, Nine Inch Nails. We're talking uh, No Doubt. Of course, Dr. Dre, Marilyn Mar Mar Manson, Snoop Dogg, Tupac, Eminem, uh, M, yeah, um, uh, uh, U2, yeah. Uh, and, and, and we could go further back, and we're just talking the Interscope days. Like, he just, he's brilliant at spotting talent and relentless at the deal. Then he, he flipped... Uh, uh, the brand that Dre built into beef. Into, yes. And sold that to Apple and took over. And took over Apple. <laughs> I'm like, yes. I mean, like he, yeah. So if 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 there's any any one person who has not done anything political, uh, but understands the politics of getting things done. Right. Might be Jimmy Iovine. Well, if you understand culture, you'll own politics. Yeah, and he and he knows culture like the back of his hand, and he's the one who knew. He also knows how to make money. It's perfect. Hey, so yeah, I think one of the things that I thought was great was um, Dr. Dre's on his balcony, looking looking out at the beach. Jimmy Iovine's walking up the beach. He's like, hey, Dre, hey, come up. So they come up, they're talking. What's going on? You know, and yeah, I'm a lawyer. He's, you know, he's fielding me these opportunities people are throwing out at me, and I don't, I don't know. And people keep wanting me to do a sneaker, and he's like, sneakers? You do a sneaker? You should do speakers. And he goes, shit, speakers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, speakers. And he goes, you know what? Yeah, speakers. Yeah. And, and gets up and leaves. He said he's only there 10 minutes. A week later, he said, you know, Dre, meet me at, these office, at the office. He goes, he's got like just a, a mile long table full of prototype headphones already. <laughs> like already. And, uh, and he's saying that's when, that's when Dr. Dre goes, oh, I'm in the speaker business now, right. and uh, and of course, you know, they created uh, created beats, and and Jimmy was the one that knew all we have to do is get them on the ears right. of the right people, and and take a picture of it, and people will notice, and people will buy. Give me back to how we elected Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, the Democrats ran somebody who was tone deaf on culture, and Donald Trump wasn't. You know, Machiavellian stand. I will. I, you know, uh, that's one I will give you because I think you're absolutely right. I think uh, I think at the time the Democrats didn't. Um, they didn't learn anything from the election of, uh, of uh, Barack Obama right. in that if, if any one Democrat knew culture, Barack, did. Barack knew culture, and he knew how to talk to that base and get them electrified. 
and uh, Hillary, who, you know, I still say, you know, from a from a from a policy practitioner, you know, like she's 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 surgical. Like she she can she can get anything done, but she's not the person you want to hear talk. Yeah. You don't want to see her do shit. <laughs> she, she ran it like she's an attorney, and he ran it like he's running a reality. And because that's the culture yeah. we live in. Where and Barack knew he wasn't a reality star, but he knew what he knew the one thing Democrats really wanted. They wanted somebody who could appear to be you know, if Martin Luther King could run for some shit. Right. Like, that's the way, like, white, black, otherwise, Democrats across the board, that's what they were looking for. Right. And that's exactly what he gave them. And, like, he was, um, he was polished to the point with speeches, to the point of a preacher. Right. And the entire Democratic base was like, yeah, that guy. Huh. And uh, and on the converse side, you know, on the, the Republican base, they didn't they didn't want anybody polished. They wanted somebody who talked super plain, mm -hmm. and nobody talks plainer than Donald Trump because he doesn't have much of a vocabulary to begin with. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> everything is very very bad. <laughs> very, so who very could the, the Democrats run that, that could speak to both the blue collar white guy in Ohio and the rap mogul in Beverly Hills and the guy on the street in Oakland? I mean, I don't know. I, honestly, that's what it's going to take to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> uh, I think, honestly, like, Maybe Cory Booker, but he's not ready. He's not ready yet. Like I think he could get there, but I don't think he's ready yet. I think he's probably two cycles away before he's still be very intimidated by him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like because you know there, there is by Cory Booker. Oh, Booker. Yeah. Well, the, the 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 thing that's interesting about Cory Booker is um, he's got the same. Uh, He's got the same kind of quality that Barack had in that you can dig all day and you're still just gonna find a, a good guy. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and, and that was the thing that I think, you know, really killed them running against Barack. They were trying to make him not be a good guy, but there was nothing to find and everybody knew it. Whereas Hillary was the Antichrist. Yeah, well, and it was like, <laughs> if you dig just a little bit with Hillary, it, I don't think that she was a horrible human, but I do think there was plenty of stuff for people to go, eh, I don't know if I like that. Right. You know, and whereas Barack, you'd be like, well, he attended the church where once the preacher said something, is it, well, that he wasn't even there that goddamn day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so they were like, ah, you're, you're reaching. And, yeah. and, and everybody felt that they were reaching and they, and they voted because they knew that. But with Hillary, the problem is, is even the stuff that isn't true, here's the real problem. Even the stuff that isn't true, felt like it could be true. Yeah. That was the problem with Hillary. 
And and so nobody gave her the benefit of the doubt. I wish Sly James had more national exposure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's got that kind of a personality that he he could he could intelligently play and talk, and that that's what Barack had. He he was hyper intelligent, but he could talk plain. Yeah. But but it was intelligent plain. It right. was it wasn't it was very very bad, right. bad. <laughs> Yeah. You know, with the, with the face and uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, with all that being said, uh, you know, obviously we we at the table don't have any 9/11 uh, answers as to um, exactly what we can do, but we do hope that um, that the Democratic Party. Uh, Anybody. <laughs> Anybody. Please. Yeah, just, you know, okay, so here's my other thing. Um, Somebody, the word respect. I've said, it, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Um, Bernie, he knew how to talk to the party, right. but the stuff that he was saying wasn't going to get him elected. No. Like, like I, I love Bernie, but. The stuff he was saying, it, it, he wasn't electable because of it. It's almost like, too far fetched. Yeah, it was it's too good. It was too right. It was I too, make a perfect world. Well, it, it, well, it, it, the, the the stuff that he's proposing isn't out of the realm because it's 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 possible and is happening in other countries. But for us to adopt all of the stuff that. Bernie was suggesting turns us into Canada and no American wants to be Canada and so they will reject I mean his his base and you, you, you being the millennial at the table you probably can go with me uh, you know I forget you're a millennial yeah. sometimes you're like you got a lot going on in here I forget sometimes you're a millennial oh he does I know <laughs> no. I mean I've given you the name brain mass I just happen to know your age I forget Lane's age sometimes uh, 34 yeah I forget Lane's age that's all it's like I just happen to know your age I forget his age but um since we're not ever going to um, decide collectively to become Canada, you know, the uh, I think that everything that he was saying to a, a, a huge chunk of the millennial audience sounded incredible, and it did sound incredible. But you know, at the end of the day. You know, all those people who were Bernie, Bernie voters didn't uh, didn't cross over and say, "Okay, well, let's do the adult thing and let's vote for let's vote for Hillary now." They, they, threw, they, a fit. they threw a fit. They didn't vote. Some of them voted for Trump. <laughs> you know, it was and uh, yeah. So we've got to we've got to run a candidate that that can run. Like let's, like. Which, I by mean, the way, I want I want to point out that, that I feel like that shows a little immaturity, right? I mean, maybe a lot of immaturity, and I think that's kind of interesting. Just from, right, well, they throw a fit. And, 
you know, Dying don't vote Einstein would have been a or good vote pick. for someone that yeah, just yeah. because kind of like yeah, just well, didn't throw a fit. It's yeah, like, throw like, a fit. yeah, you, you, well, you, I mean, you did my guy wrong, so I'm just not gonna vote for anybody. And I'm like, yeah, that's really not how this works, kids. You, you, you need to. And guess what happens? When yeah, you well, and this is and, and, hey. Out there in podcast land? There. Did you say true story? Hey, out there in podcast land, remember the fact that uh, you threw a fit and you didn't vote or you voted for a candidate that um, you knew you shouldn't have voted for because your guy... I'm glad Chris isn't here for this conversation. Yeah. Yeah, because well, and you know what? And now we're all playing that game, Yeah, but we can't walk away from it. Oh yeah, no. That's the difference. Yeah, no, no. You can't walk away from the from the, from the table now. You, you're you're uh, you're 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 as they say in Vegas. Your money's on the wood. <laughs> you have got to finish playing this hand. You've got to, you know. And we can't we can't afford to uh, throw any more fits. Like we've we've we, you now you know what happens if you take your ball and go home, right? The bullies take over the, the ball court. Which that's is, just that's what happens. Which I think will make it really interesting <laughs> yeah. the next round. And, and, it's funny you bring up that immaturity thing. Because of, of that little fit, uh, the Republicans now control the Supreme Court probably for the next thirty years. Mm-hmm. Right? Which means that any 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 bit of Bernie's agenda that you had any hope of passing, it's not gonna happen for thirty fucking years. All right, so let's start small. Yeah, control Congress. And by that time, <laughs> by that time, we all want to vote Republican anyway because we're going to be old and be like, ah, right. Well, <laughs> get off my lawn, kid. Yeah. <laughs> They're all going to be. So you think all old people vote Republican? You know, I, I think it starts with. Uh, <laughs> no, it starts with cleaning the uh, cleaning up the Sorry, immigration laws. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I feel that the immigration issue will actually strengthen the unions, and if you strengthen the unions, that strengthens the the Democratic. Yeah. Call it the the middle of the road base. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now they have a chance. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Trump you know, may actually uh, do us a huge favor. Yeah. By saying yeah, in, in, in his one term, he he may actually do Democrats a favor. Right. We shall see. Anyway. But and with that. And the world. <laughs> <laughs> With that, we'll be right back. So glad you here. Hey, you having a good time? Let me introduce you to a couple of my media brothers. First, www.americathemixtape.com, a cipher on American politics, society, and culture. And where'd I get that mixtape? Of course www.cornerbodega.us purveyors of urban culture come on let's get back to the party and we are back and before we get out of here let's talk about today's sugar honey iced tea Uh, for those that don't know these are things that I or a member of the group have found that are really cool aka the shit Uh, and today's sugar honey iced tea is Antibiotics, ah, yes, antibiotics. The reason that antibiotics are the shit is because, uh, so, uh, last weekend. Uh, Aerial disease. Uh, oh, <laughs> shut up, Lane. I haven't had to say shut up, Lane, in months. See, here you go. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, 
Last week, uh, the anonymous female and I, we were in Vegas with some friends. And uh, the week before that, um, the anonymous female had come down with something that did, did the not. The day before we left <laughs> for vacation. Yeah, and uh, and they got her started on her round of antibiotics, and uh, she felt better the, the next morning. Uh, so good that we were able to still go to Vegas. Uh, and then, so we went, we had a good time, um, I was pulled into some shit, got embarrassed, <laughs> came back, and then I got sick, and the next day, uh, got on antibiotics, and uh, felt much better that next morning. Uh, that is why, uh, for me, this week anyway, uh, antibiotics are the shit. <laughs> and, and uh, I'm not saying just go out and willy-nilly take you some antibiotics, but hey, if you're feeling something coming on, uh, carry your ass to the doctor and uh, tell them you need one of them Z-Packs. Don't spread the love. Hey. Immunize your children too, damn it. Hey, look. These are little disease factors. <laughs> look, I understand <laughs> out there in podcast land, some of you are saying that if I immunize... Uh, my kid's gonna get some crazy shit. He's gonna get autism. He's gonna get. Shit. There's no proof of that. And, you know, I and, and I and I'm gonna be harsher with that. Shut your ass up. Carry your kid to the doctor. Yeah. Get your kids them shots and send them to regular school. We're trying to homeschool these kids. Now they ain't got no social skills. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to and, nobody. And, and not acting. <laughs> not acting right is an autism. Which means you need to beat your kid. <laughs> we do not condone beating children on this podcast. Uh, but an occasional <laughs> woman, <laughs> an woman, as my grandmother would say, uh, ain't never hurt nobody. Spare a ride, support a child. It's all so. Anyway, <laughs> it cures autism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with all <laughs> Jordan's over there, we homeschool. We're, we're planning on homeschooling. We're not gonna. And we're not gonna vaccinate. We, we weren't gonna vaccinate. Uh, what the hell? We just got his shots. As well, you should, Daddy. Yeah. Remember that. <laughs> you only got two two damn jobs. Immunize your child. Mm. Keep your daughter off the pole. Mm. Do <laughs> both. Like That's that. all you need to do. You just succeeded as a parent. <laughs> you just succeeded as a human being and as a parent. And with all that said, I want to end this podcast in a way that I end all podcasts, and that is with the toast that started it all for me, and that is the good times with good people.